let's jump right into uh, the Bible class lesson here this evening. And I have kind of a two-part Bible lesson. Uh, I want to teach on how we are blessed. We must be reminded that we are a blessed people of God. Uh, because of the things that are going on, the pandemic that is taking place, the enemy will try to convince us that we are not a blessed people. But I want to speak today that we are a blessed people of God. But I want to start out by first dealing with the importance of having a vocabulary prayer, all right? I've talked about this one other time before. Many of you may have heard it. Many of you may have not heard it, uh, may have not heard it. But I want to speak on a vocabulary prayer. Uh, I want us to, all of us, to move beyond where we are being repetitive in our prayer. Uh, and we're not actually speaking words and having a vocabulary prayer. And how we have or how, how we can have a vocabulary prayer is, I believe, and this is what something that I do, is by praying the tabernacle prayer. And what's going to help us out here today is that we're actually going to show the tabernacle on your screen. Okay, so it's going to be shown on your screen there. Uh, and so once that image is up, we're going to actually walk through this tabernacle. And so the tabernacle prayer is something that I use every single day. This is how I pray. This is my prayer in the morning. I pray this tabernacle prayer, and it is, a, it is a blessing to me, and I hope that it is a blessing to you. But I want you, I want to pause for a second because I want everyone to grab something to write on, something to take notes with, because this is going to be important to help you advance in your prayer life, all right? The tabernacle prayer will help you have a vocabulary prayer so that you are able to talk to God and speak to God in a manner as if you and I are speaking to each other even today. So as you can see up on your screen there, you see the tabernacle, and we start out with the gate. And of course, the gate, we know the song, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So the gate represents thanksgiving. And so that's how you should start out each prayer every day is that you start it out with thanksgiving. That's number one. And so you begin to say things like, Lord, I thank you for my house. I thank you, Lord, for the car that I drive. I thank you, Lord, uh, for the children that I have. I thank you, Lord, for my wife. I thank you, Lord, for my life, my health, my strength. I thank you. Just give God thanks. And then as you move past the gate, you go into the courtyard. Right? We know the song, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. So sometimes thanksgiving and praise can overlap, but you ought to spend time making sure that you give God thanks for the things that he has done for you. And then you begin to give God praise for the things that he has done for you, no matter if it's been in times past, times present, or things to come. You just begin to acknowledge God for the things that he has done for you and the things that you're believing him for. So we have the gate, then we have the courtyard. And then as you can see, we move to the brass altar, okay, the brazen, the altar here. So now the altar represents confession, right? So the altar represents confession. So after you've moved past Thanksgiving, you've given him praise, 
Now you begin to confess. You begin to let God know, forgive me, Lord, for the things that I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for the things that I've said. God, I shouldn't have thought that the other day. God, I shouldn't have said that the other day. God, help me, Lord, to get things right with people. If you have any ought against a brother or a sister, begin to confess that. Let God deal with you and work on you so that you can call up that brother or that sister and get things right with them. All right? So it's important to have a time of confession. And then we move to the laver. All right? Then we move to the laver, which represents meditation. So after we've gave thanks, after we've praised, after we've confessed our faults unto the Lord, now we take time just to meditate. Take time to allow God to speak back to you. Take time. This may be a time where you're not saying much, where you're not saying anything, but you're just meditating, meditating, asking the Lord to speak to your heart, speak to your situation, help you to give you clarity so that there's no confusion because we know the Lord is not the author of confusion. So the labor represents meditation. And now this is something that I added because before you go into uh, the holy place, um, there's actually five posts, all right? There's five posts. And you find this in the book of Exodus, chapter number 26, starting at verse number 36. It says, and thou shalt make an hanging for the door of the tent. Now listen to this here because there's five components, all right? Blue, there's one. Purple, there's two. Scarlet, there's three. And fine twine linen, there's four. And then those four components will be wrought with needlework. So there's the fifth component. And then if you go to um, the very next verse, verse number 37, it says, And thou shalt make for the hanging five pillars. So here's another five components. Five pillars of shittim wood. And overlay them with gold, and their hooks shall be of gold, and thou shalt cast five sockets of brass for them. So we see the five components and the posts that were before, uh, excuse me, the five components represented here in verse number 36 and 37. Well, we can also relay those five components in, uh, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. All right? For it says, for unto him, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called, here are the five components, Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So we see here the five components that are represented in each verse of Scripture here. So I actually added something here that, after you come out of med meditation, you give God glory because he is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. The names for the post. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. Now as you move in, you will see the table of showbread or shoebread as some pronounce it, the table of showbread. And this is a place of petition, all right? This is where the, uh, the table holds the bread. This is a place of petition. Petition means this is when you begin to ask God for the things that you want 
or that you need. So now after you've come out of the meditation, after you've given him glory for being the things and the mighty God that he is, the everlasting father that he is, you begin to ask God for the things that you need in your life. Notice that the petition comes after you've already given him thanks, after you've praised him, after you have confessed, and after you have meditated for a while. After you've done those things, now I can begin to ask God for the things that I want. See, too often when we pray, we go straight to petition before we go into thanksgiving and to praise and confession. But notice those things are important, even more important, that we have our life right with him before we go into the things that we feel like we need from him. So we go to the table of showbread, which represents the place of petition. And then across from there, we have the golden candlesticks, which represents the place of ministry. So this is when you take the opportunity to pray for your leadership in the church, pray for the different ministries in the church, bus ministry, Sunday school ministry, all the different ministries that are in the church, your pastor, his family, all the different things that take place, five-fold ministry within the church, you pray for those things. And then you go to the altar of incense, which is the intercession. This is when you take time to intercede for your loved ones and those that God places on your heart. And then the last thing is the Holy of Holies, which represents worship. So then you end your tabernacle prayer with worship. You begin to worship him and magnify him in spirit and in truth. So therefore, my friends, that is how you have a vocabulary prayer. So you literally, what I do is I literally place my phone right next to me, and I have my tabernacle prayer listed out, and I start with number one, and I go all the way down through the list until I have ended in worship. Let's just take a moment right now. Let's place our pen, our paper down. Let's put all the distractions to the side just for a moment, and let's just begin to pray and ask God to help us right now. God, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We praise your name. I thank you, oh God, for just giving us the clarity and the understanding of the importance of prayer. God, now I pray, Lord, that as each and every individual heard how to have a vocabulary prayer, that they may implement this in their life, that they may take hold to it, that they may take notes, they may write it down, that they may see the benefit of having a prayer that is formatted in a way to where we give you thanks, we give you praise, we have confession, we meditate, God, and think about the things and help, help that, that can help us where you can speak through us then, God, we go and call upon you, Lord, asking you for the things that we need, praying for our ministry, interceding for those that are not praying for themselves and giving you worship. And I pray, God, that you may help us even right now that as we join together as a body of Christ, as we fast on tomorrow, on Thursday, that you may bring us closer together now more than ever before. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody right where you are ought to say amen. Well, I truly believe that we are a blessed people. 
as we move into the next part of this Bible study, uh, I truly believe that we are a blessed people. Some ought to say just, I am blessed. Just right where you are, you ought to say, I am blessed. I know and I feel this very strong in my spirit. I'm not going to try to keep you too long tonight, but I do have some things that I want to deal with and hit on uh, just as your pastor. And that is, is that I've been feeling in my spirit because of the different things that are taking place, not necessarily maybe with you. Some of it is with you, but many of it is with our loved ones, that we have concerns, that we have things that we're just concerned about. And those things, we can become very weary about the things that we are concerned about. But children of God, you have to remember that you are blessed. And I've come to help somebody. Man, I almost feel like preaching right now. Let me, let me calm down. Uh, but I want to help somebody here today that if you are blessed, you ought to know that the people connected to you are blessed because God said that he will forgive your sins and heal your land. Uh, we know the scripture, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He says, I will then hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. Well, I've come to tell somebody today that your land is everything that is connected to you. So therefore, if God is trying to tell me to tell somebody else that you are blessed, not only are you blessed, but the people connected to you are blessed as well. Somebody shout right now, I am blessed. You're blessed. We're going to start in 2 Timothy chapter number, uh, excuse me, 2 Samuel chapter number 7, starting at verse number 28. And it says, and now, 2 Samuel 7, starting at verse number 28, it says, And now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy words be true, and thou hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. Verse 29 says, Therefore now let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant, that it may continue forever before thee. For thou, O Lord God, hast spoken it, and with thy blessing let the house of thy servant be blessed forever. It is noteworthy that God's first act after creating Adam and Eve was to bless them. For Genesis 1.28 says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Just a few chapters later, immediately after the flood, as Noah and his family were leaving the ark, God blessed them by saying in Genesis chapter number 9, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. More than 10 generations later came Abraham, and again God blessed him. For the Bible says in Genesis chapter 17, and I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. 
Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. In Genesis chapter number 27, just a few chapters after that, Jacob receives the blessing from his father. For Isaac said, therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let my, thy mother's son bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curses thee, and blessed be he that blesses thee. In the book of Genesis, chapter number 32, verses 24 through 30, graphically illustrates the value Jacob placed on the blessing. After wrestling with an angel all night at Peniel, the angel of the Lord commanded, let me go for the day breaketh. But Jacob declared, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Even Joseph took his sons Ephraim and Manasseh, stood them before his father Jacob, and Jacob blessed them. God commanded Moses and Aaron to bless Israel at every assembly. Generations later, we find King David aggressively pursuing the blessing. For he prayed, therefore now let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant, that it may continue forever before thee. For thou, O Lord God, hast spoken it, and with thy blessing let the house of thy servant be blessed forever. Even moving into the Gospels, we find Jesus instructing the disciples on how they too have a blessing. For the Bible says, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. You cannot do whatever you want and receive the blessings of God. I don't know about you here today, but I want my home to be blessed. And I believe you out there today that are listening want your home to be blessed. I I just don't want me, myself, and I to be blessed, but I want my wife and my children to be blessed. I want people to walk into my house and believe and know that you're stepping into a blessed home. I don't mind when people say, Brother Robinson, you are a blessed man. You know, I don't take that in pride. I don't take that in arrogance because I know who the blesser is. And I know where my blessing comes from. I know that we serve a God that can give and a God that can take away. But I am thankful unto the Lord that I am a blessed individual and my blessing comes from God. I don't give my blessing to anybody else. I don't give it to a man. I don't give it to an idol. I don't give it to a false God, but I give it to the Lord 
Almighty, because I know he is the one that is blessing me even right now. And I'm here to proclaim to the CMT family, anyone listening to this video out there, that you are a blessed individual and that you ought to claim that your home and your family is blessed. You should not speak anything out of your mouth concerning yourself and your home other than blessings. Some ought to say right now, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Because you've got to get that into your spirit here right now. If I can just pause for my notes, you've got to get that into your spirit. Despite if you have a headache, despite if you've got aches and pains, despite if you've been having troubles in your body for a long time, you're still blessed. No matter what you've been dealing with, no matter this pandemic, that's going on. You can't even leave your house, but I'm still blessed. You've got to get that and have a made up mind that I'm still blessed. You got food on your table? You're blessed. You got a roof over your head? You're blessed. If you're listening to this right now, you're blessed. You ought to thank God for the things that you're able to do, not be complaining about the things that we cannot do. But I give God praise and I give him glory. Then you ought to thank him because he has been a blessing unto you. And everything that I receive is a blessing from God. But I want to remind somebody here today that you cannot do whatever you want and expect the blessings from God. Don't think you can live any way you want to live. Don't come up to me and say, Pastor Robinson, bless me. Pastor Robinson, can you lay hands upon me? Can you speak blessings over me and my family? But yet you out there doing everything contrary to the word of God. I'm sorry, I can't bless that. And you can't expect God to bless that. Uh-uh. God does not allow himself to bless something that cannot be blessed. Matter of fact, I'll prove it to you if you don't believe my word. It's in the book of Psalm, chapter number 1. Starting at verse number one, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So if you want to be blessed, stay in the delight of the Lord. And it says, And his law doth he meditate day and night. So it's important to understand that we can't just do anything we want to do, live any way we want to live, talk any way, go any place we want to go, hang around different folks and hang around people that we want to hang around with and expect the blessings of God. But we must be careful who we surround ourselves with. We must be careful what we are entertaining. I feel that in my spirit. During this time that we are home, during this time we're not able to go different places and able to assemble in the house of the Lord like we would like to and like many of us would like to, we must be careful how we are entertaining ourselves. How are we passing time? Are we just watching any old kind of movie? Are we watching any old kind of thing on that TV? Because those things get into our spirit. And we must be very careful that we're not just allowing anything into our spirit and, and, and anything into our house. But if we want a blessed home, we got not only have to speak blessings, but we have to entertain the things that God will bless. 
Oh, I'm going to let you think about that just for a moment. (laughs) But we must be very careful uh, because I believe I'm a blessed individual. So why go to my house and do something that God frowns upon and then expect God to bless what I'm trying to do? But when I walk into my house and when you walk into your house, you ought to say, Lord, bless me, Lord. I I want your blessings. I want you, oh God, to smile upon me. Help me, God, to do the things that you will smile upon. Help me, God, to not think that you're not watching everything that I do. Help me God to not think I can get away with things because I don't have a preacher. I don't have someone looking over my shoulder. But I thank God I serve him when I'm around other people and I thank God I have a mind to serve him when I'm all by myself. Because that's the blessing that we want. I want the blessings of God to be upon my life even if no one else seen the blessings. Because I don't receive blessings to brag about it. I don't ask for be- blessings to flaunt it. No, uh-uh. Mm-mm. But I want God's blessings because I don't want blessings from anybody else. <laughs> I want God's blessings because a blessing from man, I guess you consider that a blessing if you want, but a blessing from man, it may last for a while, but it will fade away. But a blessing from God is eternal because we serve an everlasting God. I want blessings. I want God's blessings on my life. There was nothing in my life that I treasure more than his blessings. T.F. Tenney was passed away. But Brother T.F. Tenney wrote, there are some people God cannot bless. He is bound By his word. On the other hand, there are people that God cannot refrain from blessing because he is also bound by his word. I have determined to live my life in such a way that God cannot refrain from blessing me. You ought to be determined to live a life so pleasing unto the Lord, not pleasing unto man, not pleasing unto your parents, not pleasing unto grandparents, but pleasing unto the Lord so that God cannot refrain from blessing you. Somebody repeat these words right now. God is good. See, some of y'all didn't say it. Y'all still watching me. Y'all still watching me right now. But say, God is good. I am blessed. He shall supply all my needs. Uh huh. Say that with me one more time. God is good. I am blessed, and He shall supply all of my needs. Some of you need to go on throughout this day tomorrow, even saying that that God is good. I am blessed, and he shall supply all of my needs. Stop listening to the media. Stop listening to other things. You are blessed, and God is going to supply all of your needs. You can't look to the White House. You can't look to the government. You can't look to certain outlets to supply all of your needs. But you must look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help must come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God is good. I am blessed and he shall supply all of my needs. I'll make it personal. I want God's blessing on my ministry. I want God's blessing in my life. I want God's blessing upon my spouse. I want God's blessing upon my children. I want God's blessing upon my finances. I want God's blessing in every way of my life. Hallelujah. And I desire 
his blessings more than the favor of men. I desire his blessings more than the acceptance of my peers. I desire his blessings more than material gain. Study the lives of Esau and Jacob. Just study them. The most significant difference between Esau and Jacob, between them was their desire or lack of desire for the blessing. Esau despised his birthright. Jacob wanted the birthright more than anything. To Jacob, the birthright meant more than anything, and he was willing to do anything to have it. To Esau, the birthright was no more, was, was not even worth, it was worthless to him. It was youth, useless, insignificant, of no value. But Jacob hungered after God. He hungered after God. I want to end with this. If you feel comfortable standing in your home, you want to kind of gather around, maybe a little bit closer to each other if that's okay and, and appropriate within your home. If you don't even mind standing right in your home right where you are. Now, if you can't, that's okay. But if you can, I, I, do, I would like you to stand. And I want you to, for the next few moments, I want you to begin to speak blessings over everyone in your home. I want us to take a moment as we end this lesson about being blessed to put it into action. I went through fairly quickly Genesis all the way to the New Testament. How God spoke blessings starting with Adam and Eve. He blessed them. Told them to multiply and be fruitful. Abraham, he blessed them. Noah blessed them. We see it all throughout the Bible, all the way to the Beatitudes, as most of, them, most of us refer to them. We see throughout the book of the Bible the blessings that God speaks over his people. And the one thing I want us to understand today is that I am blessed. I'm blessed. And you're blessed by the best. There's not a person in this world. There's nothing in this world that is more important than the blessings of God. I want to be blessed by God. That's who I want to be blessed by. I want the Lord to smile down upon my life. Because when you're blessed by God, every door you've been trying to force open will become open. 
every opportunity that you've been waiting on will present itself. Every relationship you've been trying to mend will come together because it's God that does it. It's not man. That's what happens when you give your life over to him and you allow his blessings on your life. It's important to understand that in order to receive blessings, you've got to surrender yourself. You can't receive with a closed fist. You can't receive with locked arms. But you've got to open up your arms, open up your hands, surrender yourself to him. Then the blessing comes. That's why I tell people that's trying to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I say, you, you can't receive it resisting. You can't receive a gift resisting what God is trying to give. A gift, even though it's available, must be reached out and received. Hallelujah. And Whatever you need from God, it's available to you. The blessings of God is upon your life. CMT family, you are blessed. We are blessed. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed church. And no matter how corrupt our world gets, no matter what takes place in our day and going forward, because we don't know, we're in uncharted territory, I'm going to remind myself that I'm blessed. And my life is in God's hand. And the Bible says no man can pluck it out. So tonight, I want you to speak blessings over your family. I want you to speak over your home. I want you to prophetically begin to proclaim that I'm blessed. I want you to prophetically begin to proclaim my family's blessed. My children are blessed. They may not be in your home. They may be miles away, but you speak it. My family, my children, my children's children, they're blessed. Because God says he would heal your land. And that's everything that is connected to you. And as you're speaking blessings over the individuals in your home, don't forget to give God thanks. Don't forget to give him praise and begin to thank him for doing the very thing that we believe him to do. Because the Bible says that when he blessed the lepers, <laughs> when he sent the ten lepers, he blessed them because as they went, they were healed. But one came back and gave him praise, gave him thanks. God took his blessing and enhanced it to where now that one, he was not only healed, but the Bible says he was made whole. So as you're speaking blessings in your home, don't forget to throw up your hands and give God glory. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Begin to give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost even right now. Begin to magnify him and praise him because I'm blessed and I thank you, Jesus, for what he has done in Jesus' name. God, in the name of Jesus, 
speaking to every home, every individual, even right now. God, I speak blessings over your people. God, I speak blessings over this church family. God, I speak blessings over every individual, God, that is listening, that is watching today, oh God. Help them, oh Lord, to see and to understand that you are the blesser, that you are the giver. You are the one, oh God. And when God, you say it, when you speak it, when you're blessing, there's not a devil in hell that can stop it. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we may surrender our hearts, surrender our minds over to you. Surrender ourselves unto you, oh God. Help us, Lord, not to hinder the blessings with our lifestyle. Help us, oh God, not to hinder the blessings with the things that we do. But help us, Lord, that the blesser may pour out the blessing, <laughs> that we may receive everything that belongs to us in Jesus' name.